Gone Girls podcast. We interview the people we like and try to get to the bottom of life. The Gone Girls podcast. The Gone Girls podcast show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Gone Girls podcast. <laughs> I'm Ankara. Oh, I'm Shauna Lane. Yes, yeah, Shauna. And we are in, are we in Jersey City right now? Yeah, we're in Jersey City. And we are at the one, the only, Jorge Navoa's house. Yeah. <laughs> did, I say, did, did you say Jorge? Like, yeah. like there's no J. Jorge. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, only if you put up an apostrophe before it, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Hold it close to your mouth. Close. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. You know okay. So, that, yes. yeah, that's better yes. sound. Yes. George. Okay. George Navoa. Am I saying your last name right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You were just saying my first name. When wrong. you introduce yourself, how do <laughs> you introduce say, yourself? No, because you said Jorge. I know, There's but doesn't Jorge. you? Jorge. Oh, Jorge. Well, you know, it's not you don't Jewish. Have to say, <laughs> it's not like honey. Jorge. Oh my God, the little girl Jorge. I used to for is French, and she was, we were working on her French, and she was like, no, you sound Spanish. <laughs> I mean. So I guess when I say Spanish, I sound Jewish. Um, you can Jorge. 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 Like, okay, like whore? Oh, Jorge. Like, you know whore. Got it, Jorge. I'm yeah. saying it right now, right? Yes. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Car's allergic ah. to cats. Are you? Know. What's he doing? <laughs> oh, my God. The <laughs> cat's oh, attacking no. you. <laughs> oh, Why? Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it you Oh my god. Oh my god, the George cat. is having to get <laughs> the cat off of Ankara. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Why would he do that? I don't know. Oh my god. See, I have allergy medicine if you need it. Okay. Okay. I'm okay All for right. now. I'm good. Oh my god, that was Cats so just strange. Know. They know, right? I, I love mean, that cat. Am I allowed to say he's never done that before? And have you believe? Because he's never I done believe that before. You. I believe you. <laughs> I think he was trying to play with the. Uh, he was because oh, he was the, he was playing he was, with the what do you call it the, the tablecloth. He was like going. Oh. Like, I don't think it was my leg. It was oh. like going through the tablecloth. Oh yeah, because oh, right. he was pl- do you need, um, playing with the cord before. Um, no, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Right. I think the wound will heal. Welcome. <laughs> George has cats. If you can't figure that out, everybody. Yes. And Ankara is allergic, so we're on a time break. We got to get out of here before my face. Up like I didn't know. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, no, it's not a big deal. Asked, uh, like any allergies from anyone? It's like no, we love animals. We I eat all I thought you foods. were talking about snacks. And I'm oh, sorry. you actually said. I, oh, you did say that, and I said we love animals. Yes. I, I do love animals. I'm just allergic to cats. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I did know that. And like all my best friends have cats, so I did have you to know either I had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that as an icebreaker, just yeah. for the record. It's yeah. a great equalizer. Yeah. Oh, I did something wrong while I had cancer. I yeah. got out of a ticket one day. I told the guy I had cancer. Did oh. you really? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, he felt really bad. He should. Yeah. Did he give you the ticket anyway? No. Oh, no, okay. Because no, 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 he no. said he felt bad, like as in. No, he felt bad that I had cancer, oh, which okay. is exactly what I wanted to have happen. He would be a total jerk if he didn't feel bad that I you mean, had cancer. Yeah, I kind of blind. I don't care him, what kind of cancer you got. You're getting <laughs> this ticket. Yeah. I mean, because there, there. I mean, because every there was an episode of I don't know what show where somebody ha- was going through something like that, and then every I think it was to get out of um going into a ticket line um what do you call it a supermarket. And then everyone in the line was saying, well, I have this and I have that. <laughs> so, you know, right. um, hopefully you won't. Oh, yeah. It just sounds better when you're like this. I need to. OK. Yeah. <laughs> Directly. In front. Yeah. 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 Just rest <laughs> it on your chin and talk. 
That's what I do. Like right here. Oh, on your chin. A lot of comedians actually do that when they do stand-up. It's... I I don't like to because I, I find the microphone uh, disgusting. I remember going to uh, open mic with you or a show or something, and I remember y- you got on stage and you were like, "Oh, this mic smells so gross." <laughs> like that was the first thing you said, and I was like, "Oh, I never even thought about how many mouths disgusting." And, like, they, oh, and sometimes so I get up after. Oh, it's so oh. gross. Yeah, <laughs> it's so gross. Not these. These are very clean. You have. You have These the opposite of an oral fixation. What is what would the opposite like with smells? Anything? No, no, because no, well, it smells and just like like hygiene, you, everything. You, uh, Hypersensitive. You, what oh, is it? Yeah. Ice, sound, sound. I can't stand sound. Anything that comes from the mouth. Oh, I don't know, but uh, the sound thing is called uh, misophonia. It's, it's like you're allergic to sound, basically, yes. which I definitely have a problem with. And then I don't know what I think my hormones are just out of whack. Yeah. I th- I, so that's why my sense of smell is like super. No, but you've, it's, oh, like, you're, you're saying generally, not not like right lately. No, in ge- oh, my yeah, yeah, whole yeah. life. Like yeah. and I have that thing. I can tell if someone's getting a cold. I can tell if. If you're sick, or I can smell if you're afraid, or a very animalistic. <laughs> it's you're really asking if nuts. I'm okay. I'm always afraid. <laughs> so you're you're it was a cat or a dog who does that more? I think it's probably dogs more. Okay. Yeah, I mean Let's I have type O blood also, so I don't know if it's like leftover caveman stuff. So you're just bragging left and right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I have a keen <laughs> sense. I have O. I had cancer. <laughs> the whole the whole thing. Yeah, okay. Um, You're welcome, So everybody. today is October 24th, and um, we drove in from Manhattan, and there was a bomb scare. scare. Well, it's not a scare, because they found a suspicious package in Time Warner building. So are they literally bombs that's in there? Well, yeah, they have the bomb squad. They have, like, this big container wow. that they're going to put the bomb in and either explode oh, it there or take it to the Bronx facility and have it explode there. Well, they're going to, what do you call it, um, when you detonate it or, like, take it apart or something? Yeah, I mean, scary. are they? I think that they tried to make it not explode, right? I don't think they actually Well, I think they make. They want to, because it's a pipe bomb. They see pipes and stuff. They want to make it explode in a safe, contained location, or they're going to put it in the container and take it to the Bronx to detonate it, because... Wow. That's still, it's so scary. Like, when yeah. you're watching a movie where there's a bomb, and yeah. they're doing that whole thing, wow. and it's just Red like a, or green wire or... Yeah, there was, there's a, a documentary on Netflix that, that about you know this thing that happened to, and it happened on live television where like a guy had a bomb around him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I saw it's that one. Scary and just uh, warning, like they they're all made differently. You don't know. Yeah, and they show if you're watching Netflix, I, f- I forget what it's called on yeah, Evil um, Genius. Mer- yes, Evil Genius. Uh, oh my god, show, terrifying. Yeah, they show it like because it happened on live television. They show the guy like boom, like he's here one second, he's you know gone. Because it's strapped around his neck. Yeah. It's bomb. real? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is uh, doc- documentaries. So, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. You I'm should sorry, watch I it. I was You'll thinking terrifying. about the cookie I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> um, Uh-oh. Bless you. It's okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I definitely, I, I have, um, uh, what's the what, other Benadryl two ones? The good Zyrtec? One. Zyrtec, the good one. Oh, I have Zyrtec. Would that work for cats? Yeah, it's uh, supposed it to be for allergies in general. Oh, just I'll just take the one I use then. Just don't drink alcohol because it okay. turns out. Yeah. <laughs> I gave one to Tell a friend me. of mine once because she's allergic to cats, and we had a fun night of drinking. Oh. And then the next morning, she's like, "Do you know if there's any side effects for that Zyrtec you gave me? Because like I've had 
cotton mouth. I've had, like, my heart has been racing all night. Like, oh, I feel no. like I'm going to die. Oh, and then I start no. looking at all the side effects, and it's, like, possible death. I'm like, holy <laughs> sh-. Like, you know, if you if you drink alcohol with it. Okay, so, girl, like, don't have drinks tonight. Well, it's like a... I can't. I'm not doing it. Okay. <laughs> should, we get, should we do the questions first? Sure, since Okay, so we're going to do the questions first so that we have plenty of time for the story. Yeah. Okay, so George is a writer. You would you say you specialize in horror and scary stuff or that's just part of what you like? Um it's it's what I like. Um you know the scary supernatural elements a lot of times um I also, you know, like I, I enjoy characters more so than anything. It's about like actual characters. So, like, you know, this haunted house novel that I was working on forever. Like, Don was wondering if you were finished because he read an ex- excerpt from it. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. I, I showed it to him. He I read finished. It. He loved then, it. Th- thank you, thank you, Don. Um, I finished <laughs> it. I showed it to my writers group. They gave me great notes, but I'm like, oh, this is gonna involve like a lot of rewriting to the point that I'm like, I don't know if I should. You know, like what? why? No, no, it's it's. I'm not abandoning abandoning it. You it's wrote just a, a novel. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, it's just you know, and it's and it's very you know time consuming. I it was one of those that uh, my my first draft was like 140 thousand words, which wow. for a first time novel, don't, that's not getting published. So <laughs> that's like an ongoing thing that I have where I overwrite just because I like those little details. I like the you well. Know. Isn't that like most writers like. Uh, it, you have to do like so many drafts, like uh, a first draft, a second draft, a yeah. third draft, Cause and every like time the editing and re-editing. It's just like jokes, right? You start with one joke, and it's a different joke ten years later. Yeah, right. It evolves. And yeah. and, and the, what I started writing, I started writing it when I was in college, and even just communication is like the biggest thing that I, especially in the horror genre, is like this mine? you need to yes. You need to you need to explain why your character like you know something that you wrote a, a while back ago. Well, why doesn't he have a phone? Why can't he just? And now, if you notice, like in, in most horror movies that are taking place now, either they have horrible reception, they, like there has to be yeah. a reason why you can't just call the cops for help. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. So these are all these things that go along with it. But um, yeah. So in, in in like a haunted house thing for me, like what I found fascinating, what I find fascinating about them is like you're leaving. You know, you've left uh, somewhere else. You've left somewhere else into something into something new, like a new place. And for me, it's just like, well, why why did they leave the old place? And I hate those like haunted house movies where everybody moves in and they're super happy, everything's like perfect, and mm-hmm. then shit starts mm-hmm. going wrong. It's like, who's super happy and perfect? You know, that yeah. that's the kind of thing that fascinates me. It's like, like move them in and have like issue. Uh, the Strangers. Did you see that movie with uh, Liv Tyler and? No, no. It wasn't. It, it wasn't by any means like the best movie, but I love the fact that it starts off with them coming home from a party and they realize. Yeah, we're getting divorced. Like we can't continue doing uh, this shit. Uh, uh. So okay. when all this yeah, shit like starts happening to them, kind of thing. yeah, it's like then you feel more for them because they're not happy and perfect. It's mm-hmm. almost like <laughs> right. there's, there's like, like that part of you when everyone's so happy. It's like you know what? Go ahead, get get haunted by a ghost. Get a little <laughs> demon in you. You know, Seriously. we all need one. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, my brother says that um, there's only good good writers have great editors. Like, so have you thought about hiring an editor? Because that might be what you need. You know what I mean? Someone else to be like, just shave all this out. Here's your novel. Well, yes, except like I'm actually in a writer's group. So we meet up like once a, you know, once a week and they do give me really good feedback. I think the only problem is that I'm, I tend to be a very like, people pleaser in terms of like you know i want to make everybody happy and sometimes uh, when that everybody you can't make you, everybody happy right it's i mean it's very similar to comedy with with jokes you know there're going to be some jokes that are for yeah. everyone and then some jokes are yeah. like oh 
you know, smart people will get that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, it doesn't always happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's hard when you are a people pleaser, which I am also. And when you are a performer, which on some level we're all a little desperate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to not be like, you know what? This whatever I do is it could be for a lot of people, but it's definitely not going to be for everybody. There's yeah, just no way. Yeah, you have to let it go. Yeah. On some, and there might be audiences, even if... 85, 90% of the time, the audience is my audience. There's definitely going to be audiences that just aren't my audience. Totally. Yeah. You know, which is But that's how you find oh, your yeah. niche, can, though. That's how I you find, imagine. like, your following and who yeah. likes you. Because why, right. why try to please someone that isn't doesn't like you? Then you're going to become something else or write about something else you don't care about. Yeah, which is not, you, yeah. No, it's not fun. Yeah, I, I did start experiment with, like, personal essays, which I started writing my exorcism essay, which, you know, Funny, mm-hmm. I made that comment playing around about the we all need a demon inside us. But an I did exorcism have essay? What does yeah. that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it means that, that I wrote an essay about my personal experience having been exorcised when I was uh, 14 years old. Really? Yes. To get the homo out. To get the homo. Seriously? Yeah. They, yeah. uh, let's just say there was uh, people that convinced family members that yeah. the reason I was gay was because I had a gay demon inside me. Oh and little gosh. did they know it was true. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's stuck there. For, like the I exorcism. have a gay demon, too. I mean, <laughs> you are, I've always said Sean is like a gay man in a, woman, in a yeah. woman's body. So. I really am. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I have a gay so, man in me, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, you do. I do. I you do. do. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had a gay man in me, and I'm playing a <laughs> are we do we keep this we keep this pg in here no oh okay just making sure i'm like wait no 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 um let that homo out baby well yeah no he's like the demon is it and it's you know it's it's to me it's it's a fascinating thing and like it is like a you know it sounds like it's a horrible thing to have gone through yeah but like the name of the essay that i wrote was is uh my funny exorcism because it is supposed to it is Kind of like a back and forth. Right? When yeah. you look back, that. you can either look back and cry at it, or you can look back and make it, you know, make yeah. it funny, or like yeah. I don't know, make light of it. Yeah, and, and from that perspective, I mean, I was 14 years old, and so the first one was, uh, um, we're gonna say it was a religion that uses witchcraft. We'll leave it at that for now. The second one was an, a Catholic exorcism, mm. and I had like a priest telling me like, okay, I'm gonna sprinkle holy water at you, so just keep your eyes closed. So that you can, you know, and he's going to be like saying all these things. And I'm like, okay, so I have my eyes closed. And then he's in by the name of and all this stuff. And, you know, <coughs> and my eyes are closed. I'm feeling all this, uh, you know, like the, t- the tiniest little sprinkles of holy water. And I'm like, I, for some reason in my head, I thought it was going to be like, I was going to feel it. Like, you know, you see babies getting like drowned in, in <laughs> yeah. holy water. And this was just like tiny, tiny. And then I t- open my eyes just to peek. And I realized that he has not sprinkled me. He's actually like beet red and he's spraying at me when he as he's yelling at me so it was actually spit oh, oh my god my face from the priest and i'm just Gross. like so what i wrote in the essay is like holy as the saliva was it was not <laughs> enough to cure me so oh my gosh okay so let's get to our questions yes. what are some of the things you find difficult in life um I would definitely like you're generally in life or just, I mean, yeah, I, my anxiety is definitely one of the things that have, you know, oh. ha- it's, it's kind of like s- it's snuck up on me in terms of like, I always pictured that, you know, anxiety is supposed to be one specific way that you feel it or depression. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I w- there was a while where I had, I was, had gone through like depression. And when you think of that, 
in your head, it's always like somebody sitting in a room, like sighing, like huh, like like an Eeyore um, from you know Winnie the Pooh, yeah. like that's depression. Oh, but you don't. It's yeah. sometimes you're completely in a good. You know, you're fine. Yeah. You just realize that it's been three days since you've left the house, and you know you have no desire to do anything yeah, or see anyone. You know, and yeah. you tell yourself because I was really insecure in high school, mm-hmm. so. Uh, you know, and, and uh, kind of like a loner in a certain way. And I learned to be really happy, like content with mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. And <laughs> as Shauna spills water. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but then after a while, <laughs> then I, I realized that yeah, like yeah. I'm by myself all the time. And after a certain while, it's not about being content with yourself. It's about like get, get the get fuck out, out and there. do something, yeah. you know. But then, you know, there's also like, uh, you know, anxiety that I've, like I said, has snuck up on me. I didn't realize that I suffered from it until you know, way later. What are your, what has, I just went through a major anxiety that I've never experienced in my life before. And Mm -hmm. I learned that it manifests in different ways. Mm -hmm. And this came in a completely different way. Not where I was like, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm worried or whatever. It was just like physical, pure physical, could not breathe. Wow. And so that was like an anxiety attack. Yeah. Right. uh, No, like every time I went outside, I couldn't breathe. Not not like a panic because I've had a panic attack before. Uh huh. I became panic attacks after like a month or so, but it was like I thought I had some kind of heart problems because I wasn't able mm. to breathe. It yeah. was crazy. So yeah. I'm so curious now hearing about people because how did it manifest for you that you were like, I didn't realize it was like this before? Well, because, okay, so I, I work in um, a restaurant. You know, mm-hmm. I've worked in the restaurant industry for a long time. And you know how, like, how it I heard there. which restaurant you work at, and that's yes. my favorite place. Is it? Yes. That's actually, this restaurant is where Shauna and I met. That's yeah. how. Yeah, that's when I, you uh, trained me, uh-huh. and uh, sh- uh, she came with me, I think, the last night of my training, and we ate. I, it was a da- I, oh, Danny was our server, I think. Somebody was. No, I don't think it was Danny. It was somebody... Oh. Else. Danny Cohen, whom I also work yeah. with. Sorry, just yeah. feel like I should explain. Case <laughs> no. Or does everyone always know? You know? No, I know no, he was in an episode once. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. He well, whoever it was uh, waited on us, and we got yeah. the truffle fries, and oh, then Ankara so fell in love with them. But then, and then uh, we had got I'd gotten headshots earlier that day. That's yeah. why you were with me. Yeah. Oh. And uh, yeah. So, but that was when we first met. Was when yeah. I went to work at cafeteria the third time. The th- no, wait. Oh, it was the third time. Okay. The third time. The and first, the fourth. Yeah. The f- <laughs> and the fourth. Everybody first goes time, back to that place. Yeah. Like, I'm gone. I'm back. I'm gone. The first time I worked there, I worked there for five hours. And then I was like, how, how much longer do I have to train today? And they were like, till five or whatever. And it was noon. And I was like, fuck this. And I left. That, yeah. that was a gone girl. Yeah. And then I was a gone Bye. girl. Bye. And yeah. then I went back again like nine months later. And I worked for like nine months. And then I went back like nine years later. Worked with you. Oh, so nine is a good is a good yeah. year. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then I left for a little while. We came back again for like six months or something. And then that was the last time I will ever work there. Oh. No, not because no, I no, love I you and I love it there and no, I love everybody. I, it's just I quit because you worked there, Jorge. I mean, that there Jorge. The comes out after all this time. No, it's yeah. I get it because like it's I just, left there, I ended yeah, up coming back, right. but. It, it is because, you know, it, there is a family aspect to it. It's, mm-hmm. you know, the environment mm-hmm. where you feel close to the yeah. people you work with. Yeah. But a lot of times, and this is not to just like, you know, bitch about being, you know, like the server life, but it's just, it's, it's amazing how much of that you carry with you, you know? Yeah. And it's like, do you, you know, it, it's, there's such a fine, like there's a, there's a balance between, um, 
you know, trying to trying to give good service where you have to become invested, but not be so invested that you end up becoming you know, yourself. Right. And and it's like you go home and, you know, you're physically exhausted. You yeah. get mentally exhausted. And and only recently that I realized there's, al- there's also like an emotional exhaust uh, exhaustism yes. exhaust exhaust exhaustion hello yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and that's why i can't it's not cafeteria it's just waiting tables i can't do it anymore yeah. it's you yeah. know and also i just have to be super careful about my health now because did i mention i had cancer, cancer. did you <laughs> did cafeteria cause your cancer no god no, no idea you oh my cancer. god they're gonna <laughs> <laughs> can we how do you can we say lawsuits <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right oh my um, god but actually, the owner of of the restaurant also. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, she uh, she battled cancer. She found out when she had stage four. Oh, Hers wow. was stage four. Yep. Stacy. Holy shit. No. I no, she had um, uterine, oh. ovarian. Oh wow. Whatever. I, these are parts that you would know better than I. I would. actually don't know. I can't remember. I think it's ovarian, but I don't want to. Yes, I think it's ovarian also. Yeah. But anyway, it's, yeah, like she made like a full, the same thing. She made a full recovery. She came in like sporting, you right, know. Right, and she was bald too. She yeah. did the chemo and everything. Yeah. Yeah, she looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is your biggest fear and why? Hearing me talk more about cancer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hold on. Well, oh. He never talked about his anxiety. Oh, we got off topic. No, he did talk about it. Oh, he did. Well, d- d- I guess the 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 qu- I think the question that you had asked before was like how I realized it. Just to make it, qu- yes. it actually happened on Halloween a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Where I it was no the day before Halloween wig day. They make us wear wigs the day before Halloween, which I feel like it's fine if you're working the dinner shift. But when it's daytime <laughs> on, the, on October thirtieth and you're wearing a wig, it's just like they're like, why, why, <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway, and I had like my my Miss Havisham um, wig. So she's a character from Great Expectations, a crazy yeah. lady who um. Or we'll say oh mentally. yeah 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 she you know she got stiffed out at the altar so anyway I wore that for throughout the day and then I forgot somebody's order um, and then it became like a really big thing where it just triggered just like oh, general yeah. anxiety I'm like yeah. oh my god oh my god but then after they left I realized that it would not go away and I'm talking like oh. an hour later I'm still feeling as yeah, if you're like, like oh my trouble, god like, Chris scared and but it yeah. Would, Right, and that one was almost like a physical thing I realized mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. like I need to get this fucking wig off me and that's how you know yeah but. That's the first time I realized that it's not just, you know, like a uh, like a twenty minute thing where you're trying to fix a problem. It it continues and it has like other things. I'm like, wait a minute, but I've been I've done this has happened to me with many other things that I haven't even realized, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so sometimes it is you know triggered by specific things, but sometimes I just realize like, oh, I'm holding my breath and I didn't mm-hmm. realize yeah, it, you totally. know. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay, what's your biggest fear and why? Um. I mean, there's so many. <laughs> no, just generally speaking, you know, like I remember when I was young, it used to the fear always like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be alone forever. You know, <laughs> when you're like, you know, at <laughs> yeah. that age, uh-huh. um, I, th- I think it would probably be me. It's going back to the writing. Like, what if like I continue doing this and doing this and then like I'm, I'm lucky that writing is not one of those careers that there's like a if you haven't made it by this time, it's going to be really hard to try and make it now. Yeah. It's one of those that I feel like it, you can only get better as you get older. And, you know, right. totally. Yeah. yeah. And people, it's not like people are looking at the cover of someone's like, oh, they they sound really old based on that. Uh-huh, name, you know? yeah. Right. Right. Um, I mean, unless it's like Gladys something or, you know, it's like <laughs> there's no <laughs> limits. On. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, no, but, th- you know. It's just about, like, the perseverance, but after, you know, how long can you continue doing that, you know, before you're like, you know what, maybe I should just admit that this is not going to happen. I, that's, that's my fear, getting to that point. 
Excellent. Okay. Not excellent. I hope that never happens. I hope you just keep yeah. writing no matter what mm-hmm. till the end yeah. for yourself. Yeah. No matter what. That yeah. Because that's if you really love it, then just keep doing it because yeah. you never know. That's true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> of course. Okay. Have you conquered any fears? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, two weeks ago, uh, well, it started <laughs> a month a, a month ago or a month and a half ago. Uh, this uh, good friend of mine that I met <laughs> who had cancer. Um, I don't know anyone that has <laughs> no. cancer. <laughs> we were. Uh, <laughs> I think it started. I was at Starbucks, and I uh, there was this woman who had her dog. On, on, a, on a harness, like the yeah, way that people right. have oh babies God, and harnesses, so it was her ridiculous. dog. And she was at Starbucks, and she, it's it's one thing <laughs> if you go in and then you leave and, and take your coffees with you. This woman was, was like, like out in there. She she had like three coffees, and she was stirring sugar and adding milk. Like she was like she was in a fucking uh, in a chemistry lab like, <laughs> over there with a the dog <laughs> as, in the harness. And, lab was, coat on. and of course, I immediately think of Shauna because because <laughs> <laughs> she looked crazy. <laughs> another crazy uh, woman because yeah. i used well, to have that joke about yeah. breastfeeding my dog yes that's right yeah i thought you're gonna sorry i put a grape in my mouth and i thought you were gonna tell the story <laughs> <laughs> talk about the dog for a second okay well, a oh frenchie well oh my, the my, joke my, the joke that is. the joke was i always bring my dog to the park she only has one eye she's a rescue she came that way it's not like her eye fell out you know <laughs> and i did something wrong and anyway people always stare at me so crazy when i have my dog in the park and i don't know if it's because of her one eye or because i'm breastfeeding her but she's my <laughs> baby <laughs> i'm gonna do what's best for my baby yeah <laughs> that's the best end <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna do it. That's for my baby. <laughs> no, and then I made it longer. I was like, and then I saw this other woman breastfeeding her dog in the park, and I went over oh, yeah. to bond with her. But as I got closer, I realized she just had an ugly baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, you should get a dog. <laughs> yes, I, I've, I've seen you perform many times, and I've always like admired you for doing that. You, I've seen you perform a couple, of, yeah. ooh, a couple uh-huh. of times. The same thing on uh, We Share a Void. Yeah. Which, by the way, I realized that I had that Yelp review that you asked me to write for yeah. We Share a Void. Yeah. But well, I'm spoiling ahead. But I should probably take it off because now it seems very. Now that I've done it, I feel like it's like oh, oh no, he, leave it, no, 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 leave no, it, leave no, because it, it. Yeah. it was genuine. Yeah, uh, I mean, I yeah, I've enjoyed it every time that you've done it. So. Well, um, I started texting her while this was going on. You and were then like, this dog is so mortified. That's what yeah. he said. Oh my yeah, God. the dog was embarrassed. No, I, I took a picture of the dog, and for like a quick second, he looked at me kind of like, don't you fucking share that picture to anybody. <laughs> so I sent it to Sean, of course. Um, but anyway, at that point, you know, like you brought up the, uh, the uh, that you're, you know, you're having another We Show, show the Void, you know, yeah. because I had asked you about, you know, reminding me of a joke. It came up, and then you, I think you asked me again, almost like playing around, knowing that I wouldn't. And then the idea of doing it immediately yeah. like sent my heart up to like my esophagus, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Like, I, I can only keep you know like saying, oh, I have anxiety. Like, you can only do that for so long mm-hmm. before I just like I need to start you know, grab uh, ball grabbing, you know, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to life. On the so. way here, uh, Don was like, has he gone back up on stage again? And I was like, I don't think so. I think that was just his, you know, I want to do this to say I did it. And yeah. to d- have the challenge of it, right? Yeah. yeah, I would not be opposed to doing it again. I just don't, you know, right now because I have other like it's things not like that I'm burning to in you. It's not like I have to get back. No, but it, it's 
here's the thing. I would want to improve only because, as you know, yeah. you I was were, super nervous. You, but you were amazing. Yeah, Shauna said you did really good. You Thank were you. so great. I, we were all in the green room watching you. And I was very scared for you. <laughs> yes. As anyone would like, oh my would God, he's going to choke. Yeah. Well, and I said to Donna, I was like, stand by. Because uh, you were like this in the green room. I mean, nobody can see me right now on this show. But you were like, okay, all right, glasses on or glasses <laughs> off? <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. was like, he do you get uh, talky? Because like when I before I go on stage, I get super silent. And like if someone tries to talk to me, I'm like, uh huh, yeah, I mean, no. nothing. He registered. was not talky. He was sitting on that energy, which I could feel it. I was like, Revise, I was like revising my my note cards. I was, I was like, Donna's. You were like, I just needed to go through it one more time, and I didn't get to. And I was like, oh boy. Yeah. I was like, Donna, stand by, because I was worried that you were gonna get up there and be like, nope. Which I've seen people do. I when yeah. you. That show, that first show that you did at Broadway Comedy Club yeah. for the class, mm -hmm. a guy got up like two before you and was like, I can't do this and got off really? the stage. Oof. I mean, that's how I remember no, it. No, I think he did like two minutes and was supposed to do five and then just like oh, got okay. off stage. Okay, right. But, but he, he wasn't he even doing that bad. He like did pretty, he did right. okay, but then De he just His got, nerves just got the best of him. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't yeah. remember his set, I think, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. Was, well, anyway. I was, I was like. <laughs> you were fantastic. The oh, writing was phenomenal. Thank you. Uh, and I you, have very little recollection and of that actually. You're so likable <laughs> that that you had right away, and you were great. Your the delivery, I think, about stand-up, even if you just do it once, if you can do stand-up, you can do anything. That's how That's, I feel. Like it's the most scary. People are terrified of getting on stage. People yeah. would rather die than public speak. And yeah. if you can get on stage, then you beat death. Yeah. I mean, beat I was. Death. Ah! Beat death. That is dramatic. Is it? It's is it dramatic? Is it? Death? Is it though? Is it, Shauna? Didn't you have cancer? I think so. I did. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> I mean, we went like three minutes without. <laughs> yeah, without talking about it. Um, I went from never talking about it to only talking about it. Perfect. I mean, you. If nothing else, if like if you're doing comedy and you know. There's like a silence where you're just like, what else? What else? Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag cancer. Yes. <laughs> I did say that last week in a couple sets. I just kept saying cancer over and over again because what I was doing wasn't really working. But for some reason, they were laughing at that. So I just kept saying it. <laughs> yeah. I said so the one thing that I'm not ready for is uh, imp improvisation. I like my whole thing. I was just like trying to memorize it because it was like, you know, because I am a writer. So I was able to I was yeah. I was comfortable with what I wrote. You know, I just wasn't going to show up, up there with my cue card. So it was about, like, am remember I going to remember? Yeah, that's the hardest part for me, too. Yeah, so. You were great. Well, thank you. You definitely I, I really conquered. That's that. amazing. Thank you. So that's. Definitely yeah. conquered that fear 100% really well. And a whole bunch of people came to see you, which was great. It made it a fantastic show. And they I were mean, so sweet and loving and supportive. Yeah, I was, I was really blessed because there were, you know, like like personal friends like that are like yeah. my friends. Aww. But then people from, Cafeteria. you know, the restaurant. That's so that, nice to see them. That's so awesome. Yeah. It was so great. Yeah, but you definitely, you and, and Danny Cohen had a lot to do with that because you, you know. Like it was, I think a lot of it was to say like oh, you're doing it and Shauna and Danny, you know? right, right, right. So triple threat, yeah, mm -hmm. triple threat. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, all right, good. So that's nice. all our questions. Let's um. So now let's... we're not doing a sketch this week, guys. We are doing uh, is it true crime story? A true crime story? Yeah, yes. true crime story. George okay. is going to tell us a true crime story. So did yes. you uh? How did you find this story? Just to, like to search. Um. I actually, okay, so I, there was a short story that I was writing um, that took place in the middle of the woods, like mm -hmm. an abandoned, not abandoned, but like in an, an isolate uh, cottage in the middle of the woods. Okay. And I was looking 
for a picture of a nice cottage in the woods that looked scary and haunted because, you know, that's the kind of thing. Is it that story that you sent me, that short story about the guy that dies and then watches his body? No. Okay, something else. I don't even... What story was that? (laughs) Was Um, that a long time ago? Where he dies while he's having random sex with the guy and then he stays there. Oh, no, no, no. No, that was a story. Well, I mean, that was the ending of the story, but... (laughs) Of the one you're about to tell right now? No, no, no. Oh, God. That's that's a short story. (laughs) The one that I sent you, uh, a friend uh, friend of mine... um, Bless you. Thank you. Um, (laughs) He has this magazine called uh, Horns, uh, which is uh, like like a gay occult magazine, you know. And it's this actually, uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because it kind of has to do, it ties in with what, you know, what the story is. But uh, the one that I had was just basically this boy being raised by his grandmother in the middle of the woods, you know. Oh, I see. And okay. uh, then I came across this one house, you know, and I'm like, oh, what's this? And then it, t- it's, it's, uh, it, was, it mentioned uh, the Corpsewood, uh, Corpsewood Manor murders. And I'm just like, what is this? You know, Ooh. like my ears mm. like perk up, you know. So I start like looking into this and then I start reading more and more about this. And I'm like, OK, this is really fascinating and like the more that you read on the more just like this is like a story so okay. this is the story you're gonna tell us yeah okay. and it's about t- say the name of it again uh corpsewood manor is where it took place so corpsewood like the murders manor. oh the I murders know. Okay. of corpsewood right okay yeah. where's that um this is in um it happened in uh georgia oh okay so i'm gonna just stop the timer because i don't no. want it to go off in oh, the middle okay. of his well because otherwise he's he can't stop at three minutes okay Normally, we would stop and do the sketch, but so we're at this. So I'm just going to pause this. Um, and we will. I will, of course, left my... Where did I put my notes? Here, hold, can you hold In my there? microphone? Is, oh. Yeah. No, that's rum and tequila. There's one okay. thing. Okay, um, got us, it. Tell us a joke while... Okay, Im- improv something. Okay, well, uh, hey, you know what? We can plug something. Yes. The next we f- share a void is Wednesday, December 12th at 7 nice. p.m. at New York Comedy Club. Okay. Use the code VOID for $13 tickets. Donna V is going to host. The headliner is, uh, I forgot who it is. Um, oh, gosh. Who is it? Me. No, <laughs> no it is... Uh, Oh my God! I don't remember. Donna's hosting. Yeah, Donna's hosting. <coughs> Hold on, bless okay. you. I'll talk um, about my improv show that I'm yes, doing. Yes, do it. Yes. Tuesday, October thirtieth, nine p.m. at the Pit Underground. I'm on a, a team called Homeroom. We're going to be performing some improv nine o'clock at the Pit at the Underground. So go get your tickets and come see me perform. It's going to be fun. It's a fun show. Fun. Uh, I just had practice last night and it was pretty gnarly. And um, I, I don't really oh, tell people about my improv shows, but uh, this one's going to be a good one. Okay, Tracy Locke is the headliner on December 12th, and cool. she's amazing. She's so, so funny. Great. Okay. And follow us on the Gone Girls. Twitter. Uh, The.gone.girls. On Instagram. Uh, on Insta. At the Gone Girls Twitter. And the Gone Girls on Facebook. Great. Okay, here we go. We ready, Jorge? Yes. Sorry. Um, I had it, you know, with me all along, just tucked in a different part. Jorge. Jorge. Think of a whore and think of saying hey. Jorge! Exactly. Oh, I love that picture. Thank you. Um, I mean, I'm saying thank you like I I took it. It's not my picture. This is... Uh, Corpsewood Manor now. Oh, wow. okay. So, Spooky. but before we get there, okay. I'm gonna uh, do like a little introduction okay. uh, of this. Okay. So, um, 
on December, just to get the date, uh, think of where when this is happening. So December in 1982, uh, there's oh. a 26-year-old named Kirby Phelps, who was a ju- uh, junior lieutenant for, for the Navy. Ooh, I'm getting goosebumps. That was the year I was born. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> he um he drives from Jacksonville, Florida to uh, Oklahoma City to visit his mother because this is uh, December. It's near Christmas time. Okay. So he wants to visit his mother um, and he's been driving for many, many hours. Uh, he decides that he needs to stop and, and fall asleep uh, and, and go to sleep. So he goes into like this little um, kind of like a, a pit stop. That's uh, up on a hill, and it's like kind of re- like almost deserted. It's okay. just him, and as he's pulling up, he sees a black jeep. The jeep uh, has white upside down stars painted on it with circles around them. <laughs> Is this creeping me out? Which are you know, as you know, pentagrams. So yeah. he just doesn't think anything of it. He might not even have seen it because it's like pitch black. So he pulls he pulls up next to them and passes out. When he wakes up, there are two men who have approached him, and they're holding a gun to his head. Oh, my God. And they're basically, uh, you know, trying to get him out. He's like, please, like, whatever, please don't don't shoot. Uh, so he kind of uh, does whatever they want, and what they, they handcuff him, and they want to take him out into the middle of the woods. <gasps> and which is, you know, not far, because, like I said, it's a very secluded area. So I'm mm-hmm. like 600 feet into the woods. <laughs> he, um, they're trying to, uh, they undo one of the handcuffs, so that they can uh, tie him to the tree. And as that happens, you know, he is like a Navy, you know, lieutenant. He tries to take a swing at him. He misses. The guy shoots him <gasps> and kills him right there. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. So <laughs> that's <laughs> that's how he started off. Um, then, the, so that was uh, that happened on December 14th. Okay. Um, a couple of days later, in, um, in the remote area in Mississippi... Uh, there's a man named Manuel Lopez who ends up finding this, the black Jeep outside his car. And so he, ca- uh, I'm sorry, out, like outside the area. He ends up calling the police because he realized this Jeep has been there for a couple of, uh, a couple of uh, days. And when they call, they say, okay, this, uh, tur- this car belongs to a man named Charles Scudder who lives in Georgia. Wow. And they, uh, they, you know, they want to so- uh, pass the information along and they realize like they're actually already investigating this man named Charles Scudder because he owns uh, a manor in the middle of the woods and there has been murder that has happened in oh. there. So that is Corpse Wood and that's what, you know, the story that I'm about to tell you now. Got okay, it. got it. So now we're going to go back in time. Okay. okay. So I, I want to describe it first, uh, this, this place, because there's something really fascinating about it because this was, um, it was built in, a, in the Chattahoochee National Forest in, nor- in northern uh, Georgia. And I'm talking like a complete, imagine like a huge forest, like, like national park, obviously out of the entire thing, there are 40, uh, there's 40 acres that are, that are not part of the forest. They, somebody ends up buying, uh, and, uh, in, in this, the 40 acres, that's where they build this house. And this house is two, uh, two stories high made of bricks. Uh, think of like a, like a long, kind of like this, this, uh, plate right here. It's long. Uh, rectangle with with round uh, edges, um, and everything about it is just basically it's it has um, gargoyles on top. It has uh, the four chimneys. Two of those have uh, pentagrams in there. Whoa. Uh, they have uh, it's it, there's no electricity whatsoever. There's no plumbing. Everything has oh. been built so that it's completely self-contained. Uh, you know they they found like there's a refrigerator 
underground, and that's how they store, you know, a lot of vegetables and that kind of thing. There's also like a chicken house where they where they you know keep yeah. chickens, but yeah. they also it actually has a it goes three stories high, and other you'll find out what happens in there. Um, and it's decorated with a uh, Elizabethan antique furniture, canopy beds. Uh, there's like a statue of Quasimodo. And among many things, there's actually a really fascinating um, uh, painting <gasps> of a man. Wow, that is wow. so creepy. It's like the yeah. Joker. Yeah. Uh, it's a man uh, with uh, like, you know, little little red dots on top and then like a gag over here. Oh, it's a so gag. It looks like it's cut. Yeah. I see the gag. Yeah. Got it. So, um, so this is how the place ends up uh, ends up being. It's uh, and it's all man. It's all man made. It doesn't. It looks very like unprofessionally done, which, um, yeah. I, and there's also like a well, and then there's a uh, you know all, all, everything. Like I said, it's just done in a very in a very creepy way where right. like the closest neighbor is going to be miles and miles right, away. Right, right, right. So they don't need they don't any want anybody yeah. to come knocking on their door. They want self sufficient. Their yes. Got it. So perfect. Sounds like my apartment. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, the uh, Dr. Charles Scudder is, you know, the person that we whose name we heard before. Uh, he lives in Chicago, uh, and that's where he uh, he was born in October sixth, nineteen twenty six. Uh, the time the stories um, the story takes place, he's in his uh, in his fifties, uh, and he's uh, basically he becomes a professor where he experiments with psychoactive drugs, uh, which back in the day, this was, you know, when this was happening in the 60s, uh, if you have mental illnesses, they'll give you, like, uh, yeah. like LSD yeah. to try and, and, like, oh, you know, that's going to cure you of, of, if you have delusions, right. then, you know, we're going to give you this, and it's going to, you know, how, they how it was They just experiment then. with a bunch of things. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's what he, you know, that was his profession for a while. Um, he ended up making a friend named Joseph Odom, who uh, he was from Chicago, and he was uh, not at all an intellectual. He actually, uh, when he was in fifth grade, he ended up uh, dropping out of out of school. But yet somehow they completely got along. This uh, Joey guy had been in, uh, arrested many times, and he learned how to cook there. And it, it's almost like they really fit together. Yeah. Uh, everything that that uh, that this Charles Scudder needed, Joey was helping him out. Like to the point that they actually they became close friends, and he moved into his uh, mansion in Chicago. And became kind of like his uh, like assistant, you know, like his uh, uh cooking, you know, his cook, his houseboy, yeah, yeah. butler, kind of like that. But so but that's the same guy that owns the Georgia house, or is this not yet? Okay, we're, yeah, because we're still going back in time. But he's okay, yeah. okay. But okay. basically, the reason he ends up getting that house is because you know he's living in Georgia in, in Chicago, and you know the, doing like the scholarly life, and he gets really sick of it after a while. You know, all these yeah. brown nosing students and all this. You know, like I'm sure everyone ha of us have like just sick of your life and you just wish that you could just yeah, go in the escape. middle of nowhere and then just move on. Right. And that's what he does. So uh, that house, he and Joey build together from the ground oh. up. They did, like they laid every single brick was, one, you know, one or the wow. other. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, which is completely, you know, crazy. The fact that they did everything by reading, by reading books. Wow. So, um, so they finally, they end up moving there. Uh, and, you know, life is perfect uh, for a while. They, uh, they're in uh, in Georgia, in this part of uh, Georgia. They uh, are they a couple? They, they're. Th it, it goes back and forth. What people say it's like, like yes, well, they, you know, they were lovers, but then they're like, you know, they talk about like, ex you know, like they were sleeping with other people. If I were to guess, because you know, as a gay man, I think they were in an open relationship. If, if, oh, okay. Which no, I don't think it's never really mentioned, but if you know, using okay. got it. So, um, 
so they move into this house and uh, you know everything is uh, is peachy. They have like you know it goes from being like almost anonymous in Chicago except for you know work to now every time that in, in this place people will drive up in Georgia. They will drive up from where they live to be like oh my god what's happening in here? Who are these guys? You know. And granted this is the eighties. Uh, everyone knows that they are that they are gay because they're not trying to hide it. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not necessarily affectionate, you know, in front of each other, but or in front of other people. But people get really like, oh, and then they see all these things like they're the gargoyles. They're in Georgia too, because they're like two men living together. Right, <laughs> right. But they basically, uh, <laughs> you know, Georgia. yeah. In, in imagine it was in the '80s, and this is rural Georgia. I wrote down yeah. the um, the where they where they were at. Um, it was basically. Um, like less than 200 uh, 2000 yeah. people living in that in wow. that town. Wow. Okay. So um yeah, but people seemed to like they were really like people enjoyed getting to know them. Okay. Because of, you know, how this was, the, the way that they were, if somebody approached them, and, you know, he would go up to uh, um go down to them and introduce himself and he made wine, so he's like wanted to have a glass of wine yeah. and all these things and people, you know, he was also really really intelligent. Yeah. When you're in a place where you know, not to speak, uh, you know, badly of this of this community, but a lot of people did not have the best education from in this rural place. You right. know, and he got to the point where he would actually um, start teaching people uh, oh, wow. the things that he knew. He would take in uh, people coming in and having lessons and all that stuff. You know, um, and and they lived life for several years that way. Um, one person in particular was this guy named um, Avery Brock, who was a mm. seventeen-year-old who didn't um, have the best upbringing. Uh, and he was going into his house, and, and he was teaching him about how to do certain things. I'm sorry, not into the house. They would go into the chicken coop that I told you about. Yeah. yeah. On the third floor, that was called yeah. the pink room. And that's where, that's whenever he had company, that's where they would go because his house was very private for them. Oh. Okay. So they ended up not, you know. Um, and so, you know, he, they get along with this 17-year-old uh, um, Avery. <laughs> that's uh, kind of funny. Like, uh, I have this huge mansion, but can you come over and hang out on my chicken coop? Yeah. Well, actually, no, not the chicken coop. The third floor of the chicken coop. Yeah. It, so even though it was called the manor, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that huge. It was a 14 by 40, I think. I wrote it down somewhere, but of course, I'm, you know, have notes. I wrote too many notes. <laughs> I, okay. Same problem as I always have, to writing too much, than, more than I need. Oh, 40 by 16 feet you know wide so oh. um so there's like basically this first floor has like the kitchen with has like a wooden a wooden um a wood burning stove yeah. and it has like the library and all yeah. these things and the top floor is one room on one side and the other room Got on the other. It. um and um oh and this guy also played uh uh, Char uh charles scudder played the harp which there's a recording if you ever want to hear of him Whoa. actually playing this playing this thing um and also he painted so mm. The painting that I showed you, he he actually ah. painted that because uh, he had a dream that uh, he ended up having a dream that th that this was a uh, you know like that came to him and this was like the visual that that wow. he had and he's like oh that's creepy let's paint it you know uh, and yeah. so he had that kind of sense of humor where all these all these uh, dark things the reason it was called the place was called Corpsewood was because when they moved there it was in the middle of a blizzard all the trees around them were dead. So they, you know, they named the oh. place Corpsewood. Oh. Um, the drive that went from, you know, the main road out to where they lived, uh, when they first moved in, it was blocked because they had found a dead horse there. Oh. So they called that Dead Horse Lane. So, you know, all the, it's like a really dark sense of humor, yeah. you know. And there's also Got the it. whole, like, you know. Very he literal, was, too. Yeah. But he was also, he was uh, a Satanist, which, you know, freaked people out. But when they got to know them, they would be like, oh, you know, and then only a few would actually get to know what being a Satanist actually is. And it's not devil worshiping. It's actually 
you don't believe in God or the devil. You believe in, you know, basically looking out for yourself, you know, trying to trying to be the best version of yourself that you can that you can be. Uh, the reason they I they were no idea. Yeah, that that's so what that was right. So it's wow. called the Church of Satan, and wow. it's almost like it's almost like making fun of uh, of Catholics and Christians on what they consider to be like this this thing that that you know everywhere you go you have to abide by what what God says and you don't want to be you know anywhere near what the devil says and it's almost like do what you feel what you think feels right mm. you know you know the difference between right and wrong do what you think is you know what you should mm. be doing so anyway. Um, so he's uh, getting to know this this guy, this Avery Brock, the you know the seventeen year old in the, and yeah. things. This guy is uh, in a, in a place where you cannot be homosexual. I think he's a little bit curious, so he almost like initiates things to happen between him and this and this you know the seventeen year old and the and the fifty year old. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they you know he comes over a couple of times and he's like really in uh, enjoying the company they always every single person no matter what they you know no matter what they mm-hmm. said about these guys they enjoyed their company because this guy uh, Charles Scudder had a way of making everyone feel really comfortable even when people would come up to him aggressively he would just kind of like to you know defeat the 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 whole tension um, then one night in December um, this guy you know Avery comes in with uh, his friend um, uh, Tony West they both come in to the uh, to the place. Uh, they're hanging out in the pink room, and I'm listening. I'm just gonna check something while we while go 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 ahead. I just I'm listening. Got it. I just wanted you to know what I was doing. Go 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 go. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. they're, hanging, they're hanging out in the pink uh, in the pink room mm-hmm. uh, upstairs, and then uh, Avery goes down for uh, for a second, and then he returns with a shotgun. What? Whoa. Whoa, she's still distracted. <laughs> Shotgun, it's, it's starting to get crazy. Okay, I just want to see how long it's going to take to get to your house. From oh, here. I love that she picks now this this part. Mm, yeah, shotguns, this is the best and now part. She's okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll look later. <laughs> <laughs> he returns with a shotgun, and you know he his response, uh, Scudder's response is basically like bang bang. You know, like that's his thing to do is make fun of the situation, and he's like, like come sit down, like it's you know stop stop doing this, you know. So they. He sits down and, and he again defeats his situation. So they're hanging out again. Meanwhile, Joey is uh, down in the kitchen cooking because that's what he does. Um, but then they kind of go there. Uh, the two men go different ways. One of them goes down to where Joey is. The other one ends up uh, holding a knife to his throat. Whoa. Yeah. And basically says, I want to know where you guys keep your money. <laughs> and he wow. says, like we don't have any money. Like basically, all the money they had, they poured into this place, and that's why they're able to live with no electricity, with no nothing uh-huh. else, because that's this is their life that they're yeah. that they're living. Um, so meanwhile, you hear he hears shotguns happening downstairs where where Joy is at and no. the other guy is at. Yeah. So he is freaking out. He's now being tied. He gets a uh, like a he uh, because it's a pink room. They have like pink sheets. They get these pink sheets and wrap it, you know, in his mouth, and then t- you know they they tie him up, and um, so now they're you know, and he's just heard shotguns. I forgot to mention they also have two dogs, uh, which are uh, Beltha Belthabub and I forgot the other one's name. I'm gonna look for it later. Um, he goes downstairs. Th- he's forced downstairs and realizes that they have shot Joey no. and both the dogs. <gasps> the dogs were found uh, exactly like they were curled up around the the wood burning oh stove. My God. Exactly where they were, so Aww. it was probably like they went to him first, you know, to the docks first because they didn't even move, and then, and then to Joey. 
and he is completely devastated. Uh, uh, Charles Scudder, obviously, you know, he just saw, like uh, sees his his uh, best friend slash lover, whatever, dead. I think Mika just um, passed gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> she heard she heard what happened to the dogs, and she's like, oh. Um, <laughs> And so he's, you know, immediately devastated and he's like trying to run to, you know, run to his to his friend. And he says, like, don't move or you'll get or you'll get shot as well. And he kind of listens at first and then he realizes that he can't like he has to go to 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 him, to Joey. And he says his final words. I asked for this. He runs to Joey and then he gets shot uh, five times in the head. Five times. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, he got shot only a couple of times, but he, for whatever reason, didn't. He got shot in the head, did not die. What? Whoa. Immediately, like it was like like it slowed him down, and he just continued, continued, and then they, you know, shot him a couple of more. Oh times. my god! Wow. Yeah. So, really intense stuff. Uh, so then these guys end up taking, you know, leaving. They they ransack the place and realize that they really have nothing except for these antiques. They try and get whatever they can, whatever they can fit, and they get into into the jeep. Uh, and the black jeep. Oh, I, I didn't mention they have a black jeep with you know. The so right, the which would go with you know with their story. Yeah. I just didn't mention yeah. it. So they uh, are trying to escape, and then they realize that you know they need another car at some point because this this jeep is not very conspicuous. So then they <laughs> see a man uh, who pulls up into where they're into the rest stop, and they say, "We need to Whoa, we need to get his car." Oh, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Oh, crazy. Oh. That's what happened. But of course, you know, they eventually get arrested and they are saying, you know, what is what is their defense? Oh, they they drugged us. They, you know, this guy who's like the LSD guy, you know, mm. who's always who makes his own wine, he got us drunk and he got us, you know, full of this. Oh. The only thing is that they were not the only ones there that night. Really? It turns out there was also uh there was a young girl named uh Teresa Hudgens. What? 18 years old. She gets asked out on a date by this by this young man who happens to be related to to one of the guys, and so they're looking for something to do. And here comes you know Avery and um, and Tony West and says, "Hey, what are you guys doing? What are you know are you gonna do anything tonight?" And uh, ends up um, taking them you know taking them over to Corpsewood because they have been planning to rob these guys for a couple of days for a couple of weeks now. Um, it, the the one that was curious, uh, Avery, who was a seventeen year old that was curious, ended up. Uh, the other guy found out that they were having that he was like sleeping, you know, sleeping with the older guy, and he started making fun of him. And him in that shame of of being like outed like that says, "Oh no, he he totally seduced me, and he got me drunk on this, and and I should kill him." And the and his friend says, "Well, if you're gonna kill him, then we might as well rob the place and make some money off of it." Oh. So they planned this all along, except that they took this eighteen year old girl. Who's like on a first date with this guy? Oh my god! Wow. And the four of them go over to Corpsewood, and so when they were up on the on the on the in the thing, she witnessed the whole thing. He also said, you know, like, oh, stay I where was you're wondering at. how they knew what how happened. they know these details. Yes. Oh shit! Because and then and they told her if you tell anybody, you know, you're gonna get killed. And she oh. and they basically when when the whole thing was over and done with for four days, she was um taken to like a trailer where one of them, you know, one of them lived. And so she making sure that she wasn't going to tell anybody, tell the police or anything. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, as soon as she got out, she told the police everything that happened. Good and for her. Yeah. So in the trial, of course, it becomes like a, a, sh a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Because it's, it's imagine how terrifying. Justice, okay? <laughs> the only reason why I think why they even let her live was because she had a two-year-old daughter. Wow. And she, I mean, again, 18 years whore. old. 
God. <laughs> Listen, she was, no, she was actually married. In her defense, she was like 15 or 16 when she was married. <laughs> you know, it didn't work out. Um, but it was just, you know, the whole, uh, this was in the 80s, obviously. And if you know, you know, about, about this part of little U.S. history, this was in the middle of satanic panic. So what wow. do they do? Oh. These guys are, are on trial, but everybody's blaming the Satanists. The, the devil worshiping mm. homosexuals. Oh. So it became like basically like the equivalent of um of um vic- victim blaming basically is what it was. It was wow. like how these guys were the ones responsible for it. They're the ones that were drugging these no. these kids. Did they get off? Well, uh, um, they I mean they had like this whole defense and and you know they they did find drugs uh, that the guy did have like LSD. So they're you know having a really really strong defense and we have. The, the 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 masses are saying like of course they they did what they had to do if if these homosexual d- uh, devil worshippers were were trying to you know uh, get them to do these things like they were it was self defense. Um, luckily, Teresa ah, went to trial and said absolutely not. I drank the same wine that they had. Wow. I, there was nothing wrong. Nothing nothing happened. And uh, someone would clearly want to have sex with me. I'm a hot eighteen year old. So. Oh, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. 17 or I think it was like it started it started when they were 17 and then his birthday happened. Um, Sam. Huh? Sam. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it's uh it, luckily they were both um arrest uh uh what do you call it? They were convicted. Ah. The older one um ended up being um, given the death sentence, but then uh they they uh repealed uh, death <laughs> penalties in Georgia. What? I'm laughing at her eating the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, and and uh, it, they overturned um, uh, death sentences so that you know basically they both they both got life in jail. They're both in jail right now. Um, wow. One of them is still telling anyone who listen. They this guy drugged me. This guy tried it, which they proved. You know, not only did they prove it wasn't it was not, but like the LSE that they did find um, was so old that it wouldn't have worked. Wow. It was uh-huh. like you know. So everything, you know, every, it's. Uh, I gave you like the, 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 I know it took me a long time to, to get all this out, but I gave you like <laughs> the biggest cliffs notes because there's so many like intricate yeah, little yeah, details. Yeah, that. I get it. But once again, if we're going to go to like the creepiness of this. Yes. Yeah. The can picture? You, can you describe what, what you're seeing? Well, I want to see. It's a head. Uh-huh. With like, again, I thought it was cut at the mouth, but it's a, he's got a strap on his mouth. What uh-huh. do you call that? Like uh, gagged. gagged, gagged, and he's got blood. Oh my God! One, two, three, four, five. <gasps> oh, the dream! Oh my God, he saw his own death. He saw his own. Uh, he painted his own death. So what? That's crazy. Five, five bu- That's exactly how many they found. Five bullets to his head, and you know he was gagged. Did he have green eyes? Is um, that what he looked like? I mean, this was he. This was like a Either interpretation way, it's still of it. A, yeah. Wow. But he did it, That's you know, it was, a, it, it was, he described it as a self-portrait. Wow. Wow. creeped <laughs> out. And that's oh, the story wow. of the corpse with Murders. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Get out there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jorge. Thanks, Jorge. Yeah, thank that you for amazing. having me. Thank you. Do you Thanks. have anything you want to plug? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know why there's something about telling a gay man. Do you want to plug it? Like your Instagram, um, your Twitter, anything like that. So or? my Twitter is JD Navoa14. Got I was, it. I was gonna give you I was about to give you my email address. <laughs> um the story, the exorcism story actually did sell uh to like there's a, a company that uh, a website it? that wants to publish it. So we're in the process right now oh, of doing awesome. that. So nice. I'll let you guys know when it's when it's Good. you know been yes, and yes. available. Tag That's us. amazing. Yes, we'll most certainly do. Tag us. Jaden's, sure. we'll share. Jaden's dream at Instagram, right? 
G- yes. Okay. Um, I have to pee. Okay, go right. pee. Thank you, Goners. Thank you. Love Thank you. you. Bye. Hey, Goners. Shauna here from The Gone Girls. If you love The Gone Girls and want to hear more, please go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, The Gone Girls, and give us a five star rating. Love you. Gone Girls Podcast. We interview the people we like and try to get to the bottom of life. The Gone Girls Podcast. The Gone Girls Podcast Show.